Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Happy December, you guys. I am doing this episode from an office this week. You heard that right. This woo-woo, yogi, spiritual nomad is back in an office for the time being. And I'm really happy. It's going to be super motivating. I already just love being back in the city. I am commuting right now to save a little penny and to work on some other projects. But I'm really excited for this new chapter of my life. And I can't wait to bring you guys in on it. So without further ado, this week we are going to talk about failures or perceived failures, so to speak. But before we get into it, I want to pull a card. I don't have my tarot cards today, but I have my super attractor deck. So affirmations and really beautiful, powerful sayings. Um, I'm just going to shuffle once and we'll pull a card. Oh my God, I freaking always get this one. I literally always get this one and it is so powerful and meaningful. What it says is, when I truly surrender my desires to the universe, a mighty force of faith can set in. Okay, I'm going to read that again. When I truly surrender my desires to the universe, a mighty force of faith can set in. Surrendering your desires, surrendering your manifestations and the things that you want really badly in life is so hard. And we've talked about this a little bit. We've touched on it at least when we're talking about manifestations and coming up with a vision for your life and even like let's say you apply to a job that you really really want or you want someone to be your boyfriend right and you manifest it the problem that often a lot of us make is we hold on so tightly and we attach our worth to that thing and obtaining that thing and whatever it is and a lot of times because of that attachment and because of our association with our worthiness that's when the lessons will come in to teach us it's okay to want that thing but it it's not okay to be so attached to that thing that when you don't get it you feel like a failure you feel like so much more despondent by that loss by that failure but when you have the mindset that you trust the universe you have a vision for what you want but you're okay and you trust that the universe will take you there and will get you there, even if it doesn't look exactly the way that you have in your head. That's truly the key to life because then you open up the door for that good thing to happen. Or if it didn't happen, you can reframe your mind and know that, okay, that didn't happen because there's something better out there. Like how you take the failure, how you take the loss is so much more important than the the loss and the failure itself. And that's how you can grow from it. And that's what we'll talk about in a second. And also, there's a lot of power and faith. Like the card says, when I truly surrender my desires to the universe, a mighty force of faith can set in. So faith comes in because you really fully trust. You release those desires and you can want them and you can think about them. But you release that control into the universe, into God, into your higher power and believe that things will work out if you trust that things work in your favor and that every failure and obstacle that you encounter is a lesson and every great win in your life is a gift and helping you 
they're all helping you get onto the path that you're supposed to be on. So I think that that's such a perfect card for this. So like I said, failures are something I've personally always struggled with when ADHD coach Ron was on here. He talked about rejection sensitivity that a lot of us with ADHD struggle with. Um, so this is something, this concept of like really surrendering and trusting the universe, even when I fail, even when things really don't work out that I thought were supposed to work out or that I really wanted to work out. Rejection still hurts in a way I wish it didn't, but it still does. So getting this mindset was super important for me and really beneficial to me. So I want to talk about some of those times recently, especially that I felt I've failed and felt rejected. The first one I want to talk about, I started this program that allows users to create their own app for the common public. And this program is basically meant for people who provide a service like life coaching, yoga. This obviously, this is what I wanted to use it for. Um, there's lots of like people who use this app building for their fitness programs um, and any kind of service that you can connect with people virtually. I fell in love with the vision when I saw this and I got so excited. And this was also, like I said, at the beginning of summer. So I had just gotten back from Europe and I was kind of desperate and kind of eager to find something that was super aligned with me that I wanted to like pour my energy into. And I saw this and I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be great for me because I've always kind of seen myself as having an app one day or having some kind of platform that I encompass mind, body, spirit, wellness and have all the tools that I use and help other people find the tools that work for them through like a combination of life coaching, even some psychic spiritual tarot reading as well as yoga and some other movements and exercises, even nervous system regulation, all of the above. And I was like, I want to like focus on this and make this happen. This is the perfect phase of my life. I'm not tied to a corporate job and I don't have an income. So why not? Right? Like I said, I was really eager and excited about this. It was kind of expensive. And the way I saw it, it was like, okay, this is also perfect because I'm not an app developer. I'm not a software engineer. And it takes a, it costs a lot of money to hire someone like that, especially when I didn't have the first clue about all the logistics about how this would come together. So that's why also this program was so attractive to me because they give you a template and they handle all the customer service, whatever you have to do, obviously creating the content and creating the structure of it. And I bought a six month or so subscription to it as time went on. I found myself getting really overwhelmed trying to put together this app, especially feeling a lot of in imposter syndrome in not having the know-how, not having even the certification ready yet. Um, I had some good ideas, but I didn't feel like it was enough. I felt like I didn't have enough content ideas and I didn't have the energy to create all this content. I would work on it every now and then, and I kind of just continued to fall short. Every time I opened it up, I would get really overwhelmed and kind of feel like a failure because I was like, I feel like I can't do this. I feel like I don't know how to do this and I'm just gonna put it off. And this was a triggering topic for me. And recently the six month subscription was up, it was over. 
and I haven't like talked about it. I even within myself, like it's a topic I won't even think about, like because I don't want to go there because it's sensitive. I'm sensitive to feeling like a failure here and I'm not ready to say that I gave up and that I couldn't do it. And so I, I just avoided it. It wasn't until recently that I kind of addressed it with myself. I have decided to view it like this, like, okay, I'm not going to continue to pay for this right now because I'm not doing anything with it. I'm clearly like not ready and I don't have the tools and the structure and maybe I do, but I don't have the motivation and I'm, I'm not really ready for this right now. That's just how I feel. Know your limits, you know, like it's okay to be ambitious and have goals, but I'm trying to be aware of myself and know that right now, this is not the best use of my resources. Maybe I'll come back to this. I have some good ideas. I don't want to pour all, so much more money and resources into this until I know that I really want to and I'm really feel ready to take on that challenge again. Just the reality is I learned like I'm not quite ready for this. And so that's okay. Even though it still feels like a sensitive, touchy topic in my mind and talking about it. Now there's a new program that I want to get involved with. It's way more expensive than the app program, but it feels so much more aligned and something that I really am ready for. It's basically a coaching program to help me build my coaching program. And that's something that I need. Whereas the app didn't have one-on-one -on -one guided people interaction, this kind of program does. And I really want to be my own boss one day. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a life coach. I want to connect with people. And this is something that I'm making an empowered decision versus the impulsive decision I made before. And I'm taking my time. I'm going to pay it responsibly and do it because I really want to. And I really know that I feel ready. I wouldn't have felt confident making a decision like that if I didn't go through the app failure, so to speak. Because I did, I now know, okay, here's what I need. Here's what I was lacking before, that one-on-one -on -one structure. Here is what I know I'm, I'm not gonna make an impulsive decision just because I'm excited to buy it. I'm gonna really think about this. I'm gonna take my time before I pull the trigger and not just be happy and, and rush into it. And I also know that this feels really aligned with me and something that I'm willing to spend all that money on. Again, reframing the failure because in my eyes, I'm like, I'm not good enough. I couldn't get this done. And especially I'm embarrassed in a lot of ways because I told people that I was doing this. And now I'm like, have to kind of like pull my head down and be like, I, I wasn't able to do it. I was, I failed at that now looking at it and reframing it in my eyes and being like, well, I learned a lot from experiencing that. And now it kind of led me to this, to know what I need and who I really want to be. And if I want to come back to that later on down the road, then I will, then great. So failure is a tool. It's a teaching tool. And it is a great way for you to get insights about yourself and to motivate yourself. Because I definitely like don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to feel like I can't do things that I set my mind to. So how can I adjust? How can I avoid that feeling in the future or at least work on it so that I can take it better and learn from it, create more wins 
Also, I want to touch on another failure real quick, <laughs> failure that I, um, and rejection that I had recently. So right before I decided to come back to a corporate job that I'm literally at now, <laughs> I actually, and I, I've been waiting to tell you guys about this until I like knew how I really felt about it, but I applied to be a flight attendant. You know me. I'm a nomad a little bit. I like to travel. I like the flexibility and having a bit of a roller coaster schedule that works for me. And a few people have brought it up to me in the past year, especially my mom, my current boss, actually, um, a bunch of my friends were like, you would be great at being a flight attendant. And, I, and they meant it in a nice way. Because like I said, I love traveling and I love that lifestyle and I'm a people, I'm a people person. So it really goes hand in hand with being a flight attendant. I applied, I went through the process way crazier and harder than you think. And I was pretty crushed to not receive an offer. Again, I went in with the mindset of thinking, if this is meant to be, it will be. There's a lot of things that aren't perfect about this, but if it's meant to be, it'll be. It wasn't meant to be. And of course I was still sensitive to the rejection, but I was able to snap out of it so much faster because of that mindset, because I knew in my heart of hearts, there were a lot of things that were not attractive to me about it. They have a very strict policy on tattoos and I have a few tattoos that I love. And I found myself being like willing to cover them up every day if I needed to. And I was like, I don't really want to do that though. I love my little tattoos. There was a whole bunch of other things, especially starting out being a flight attendant. You don't really get to choose your base. You end up somewhere cold and, and you, you miss a lot of holidays. You miss a lot of time with your friends and family. So I just realized, okay, I was willing to give up so much of what I love about my life just for the travel park, honestly. So what did that tell me? I left after I didn't get it. I was like, well, I learned like I really want to travel, whether it's physically within my job, the requirement to travel, or if it's having a job that gives me the flexibility to travel, or whether it's the a job that pays me enough so that I can travel pretty freely if I need to and I want to. I learned that. I also learned that I felt really ready to get back to work just after having gone through that experience. So I took so much more away from that failure, from that rejection than I would have if I just looked at it as that and felt like shame around it. Felt like I suck. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough and thought about all the reasons that they might not have wanted me. So I learned. And there's one other little thing I wanted to touch on. My third and final example. Sometimes I look at the podcast and I feel like a failure. And I know that that sounds poor me and like kind of sad. Um, but like Carly so beautifully said last week, and I put this clip on my podcast Instagram, it's so easy to compare yourself to everyone else around you in your industry, in your circle of friends, even comparing yourself to past versions of yourself and who you think you should be. Um, and I am guilty with that sometimes with the podcast. I compare, I look at my numbers and I'm like, these are not good numbers. <laughs> These are not like 
dream numbers by any means. Um, and I know that that's not why I'm doing it, but it still affects me. And it still sometimes makes me feel like a failure. And I also sometimes will watch these episodes back or listen to them and I'll get so frustrated. I will hear all the likes and the ums and feel that I am so ADHD and like I can't keep my train of thought and I just I get so excited about things that I want to say and I don't get my points across the way that I want to and the way that I have them in my head. So I feel, again, that makes me feel like a failure. Like I especially watched last week's episode when I was editing it and Carly did such an amazing, beautiful job. And I was like so impressed with her and so happy that she came on and did this with me. And it was such a whim. I was like, she pulled it together so fast and was amazing. And I, and I looked at her and I was like, wow, like all these amazing qualities when I'm watching it back. But I looked at myself and I listened to myself and I was so disappointed. I was like, oh my God, I'm bouncing off the walls all over the place. I know I was excited, but I said like so many times, please don't go back and listen to that episode and count the likes because I'm really sensitive about it. But I really didn't like the way that I was articulating myself and the way that I couldn't keep my train of thought and the way that I kind of interrupted her like a few times. I just, I was eager, I was excited, and that's fine, but I'm learning, I'm learning, and I'm going to try to incorporate that feedback to, to learn and grow from it and get better, and also not be so hard on myself. My therapist asked me recently, like, do you enjoy your doing your podcast? Do you like it? And I was like, yeah, but it wasn't an immediate and resounding yes, um, and I think it's because of this, and it's not that I, I don't love sharing like myself with you guys and I don't love being able to have insights and wisdoms and learn and grow and share them and connect with people. It's just that I feel like I'm not doing a, a good enough job at it and that I feel that I'm not good enough for it. So I've had to kind of start to really evaluate, is this something like the app where I, maybe I should put it in a box and stop doing it for a little while? Or is this something that I'm learning so much from and it's shame-based fears and the lack of confidence, just me wanting to give up before I really get into the meat of it? And what is it? Which one is it? I thought about it and I wrote down like what all the things, the amazing things that I'm learning about the podcast and it helped me realize like, no, this is definitely the latter. I'm definitely like, don't want to give up because I feel like I'm comparing myself and because I feel like my numbers aren't as good as other people's and that I'm stumbling with my words. This is a great creative and intuitive outlet for me to share my journey, my insights, my wisdom. Like I love that about it. I have the ability, even though I haven't felt like I really have connected with that many people, I still like connect with like Carly. I, I connect with my sister and I connect with some people who do listen to it or who watch it. And that is that means the world to me when I can connect with people through my wisdoms and my journey. Um, and I really just feel genuinely like it is getting me closer to my path and I need to keep doing it. I'm connecting with myself. I'm connecting with my voice and I'm learning by watching it back how to hone my voice and how to be better at articulating myself even if it's not happening right away, like you have to start somewhere. Practice makes perfect. And you, nobody who just starts out is the best they've ever been. It takes effort. 
So I want to put myself out there. I want to continue to put myself out there. I want to continue to put in the effort and keep making it better and better. It's not always going to be perfect. And I know I say that all the time, but it's, it's been hitting different recently. I've been, I feel like I've been a little bit down on it more so recently than normal. So I'm checking myself. I'm putting myself in check and I'm building my character. I'm building my strength of self. And I want to keep going with that, even if it's not an overnight success, even if it never is successful by societal standards. And maybe I'll stop doing it one day, but I need to be okay with that. And I also need to be okay with just doing it for me and really keeping that mind, that frame of mind back because I do enjoy it and I do feel like I'm growing even if sometimes I get down in the dumps about it. So all of those things are technically perceived failures of mine that are really sensitive to me right now because they're all pretty recent. They're all pretty raw. The great thing that I'm learning about failure and it doesn't even have to like failure is such a scary word. It doesn't have to be an objective like failure because that sounds so much bigger than it is. It could be something or anything that you feel you're consciously or even subconsciously lacking in or failing at. And I promise you, you learn and you get so much more out of the failures, especially with this mindset than you do out of the wins. A lot of the times, and I wrote these down, so forgive me for looking at my notes. Um, a lot of the time, failure as opposed to winning will promote so much more like continuous learning and growth and insight into who you are, what you need, who you want to be. Whereas sometimes with wins and especially like consistent wins, you just get complacent and you don't feel like you need to grow and then you're not growing and you stay exactly where you are. We also use failure as motivators because we don't want to be failures. Nobody wants to be a failure. So it motivates you and pushes you forward and it gets your innovative, creative juices flowing. So it's really, really so much more beneficial than a lot of us think it is and a lot of the way our brains frame failure. So cherish those invaluable insights that you get from those things and address them within yourself. Because like I said, with the app, especially like I was avoiding, I was avoiding that failure because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to address it. But once I really came to terms with it, once I started to evaluate it, now I feel so much better about it. Now, like I can talk about it with ease and I can think about it without having that overwhelming sense of shame and anxiety around it. Whereas before when I was avoiding it, every time it came up, every time something suggested anything that reminded me of it, I would have that feeling. And now that I've addressed it head on and I've looked at, I've reframed my mindset around it, I can move on from it and be so much better off because that it, because it happened at all. So address your failures, learn from your failures and let them motivate you and move you forward. So fail forward, if you will. I love you guys. I can't wait for next week. I think we're going to have a guest, but I won't spoil it just in case he needs to reschedule again. So I love you. See you next week. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.